Have you ever had a psychic reading or a mediumship reading, maybe both? Or maybe you never have and you don't really know what to expect. Well, in this episode, I sit down with a good friend of mine, dream interpreter and psychic medium meditation coach, Ricardo Pais, and we talk about different experiences we have had as mediums connecting to the other side for clients, as well as experiences we have had sitting on the other side of the chair and the other side of the table where we are having someone else interpret for us and connect for us. We really want to highlight a couple of things that are super important to take into consideration when getting a reading and just to kind of keep in mind as you look for someone to conduct a reading for you, whether that be Ricardo or myself or any number of other intuitives. And if what you hear really sounds fun for you or sounds like it's right up your alley, I do just want to remind you all that until Halloween, I have 15% off 30, 45, and 60-minute readings with code SPOOKYSEASON. Enjoy today's episode with a good old cup of coffee as usual. I have Ricardo here with me, Ricardo Pies. I have no idea which episode you're going to hear first because Coffee and Conjurings, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Also, the episodes will now be downloading on Thursdays, not Wednesdays. Here we are. And Ricardo and I had just recorded an episode yesterday about dream interpretation, which is something that is so incredibly popular to have questions about for practicing psychics and mediums. We all want to know what our dreams mean. We all have questions about that. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what we were just talking about as mediums. When we connect to people on the other side, to spirit on the other side, I had an experience recently where a client said that other mediums told her that her parent wasn't on the other side. And this caused a lot of unrest. And this is something that Ricardo and I were just talking about mediumship is for healing and some mediums use it as like a scare tactic. I feel like they feel like they have this, maybe it's ego speaking where they feel like they have this power and this authority to say like, oh, dad's not on the other side or dad is like, just like connecting. I'm, I'm getting carried away here, I think, but losing my point. But when you are connecting to spirit, Spirit doesn't always have to talk to you. And if you have a medium who is saying that they can bring absolutely anyone through at any time, they're, I don't, I, I don't want to say they're lying to you because I think that's their belief structure, but it's not always the case. And I think sometimes you'll get what's almost like a psychic connection rather than that mediumship conversation, because there's a difference. You can connect to someone on the other side psychically and feel what their energy was in living. But then there's also the conversation with mediumship where you're speaking to that spirit. Exactly. You're, 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 um, Ricardo. Yeah. Thank you. You're bridging it. You're like blending with each other essentially. And you're able to have that conversation. You're a channel for their voice to come through and you can absolutely go to a psychic or a medium who's going to say that they can have that conversation with your loved one, But in some instances, and they may not even realize that this is what they're doing. They're not connecting as a medium. They're just connecting psychically to what mom or dad was like while they were here earthside with us. And that's still wonderful. Maybe that's exactly what you need at the time. And that's why you were brought to that person. But if someone leaves you, if a healer leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth, seek someone else because you shouldn't ever leave feeling disempowered. Yeah, I like, I'm just like, I like people can't see me, but like, I'm 
I'm pointing my finger and and like just bowing at you because what you're saying makes so much sense to me. And like you, I come to my readings with a standpoint of healing and uplifting the person who I'm serving directly. Um, but the reality is we all have complex relationships in our lives. And sometimes the person they're trying to connect with, whether it's for healing or forgiveness or something like that, the complexity of their relationship makes the person on the other side not really be available or the person who's sitting not be available for who wants to show up. And you see, like, there's boundaries still occurring even across realms here. And they're emotional, yes. So <clears throat> what I'd like to, to like add on to what you're saying, and I don't think I'm adding much, is that like psychic mediums, we all have similar skills, but we all perceive things differently. That's why I also recommend when you feel like, oh, this reading was great, but there's something missing. I feel like you should have access to a community of people who can serve you because it's just like different branches on the same tree. We will always have different perspectives and uh, feel things slightly different, but they will always add. They will never subtract. And in collaborating with Catherine or with other mediums in our community that I've, that I've worked with uh, before, it always happens. Like this is a hundred percent of the case every single time. We always catch like different glimpses of something. And they then come together to make, to create like a really cohesive map, if that makes sense to you. That makes so, sense to me. Yeah. And that brings up another point too. Just because one medium can't connect with someone on the other side doesn't mean every medium won't be able to. I actually, when I teach this, I have had, I have a couple of spirits without giving too much away for those of you who will eventually take this course with me. I have a few spirits on the other side who very willingly participate in the, um, in showing up so that others can connect to them for, um, for practice. And a couple of years, I want to say a year or so ago, I had my grandfather come through for another client who, or for, uh, for a student. And he had never come through to anyone else in a reading. And when you look at this student and why she was able to connect with him, my jaw was dropped. I cried during this because it just, it blew my mind. And I believe that he came through to her because she was a little bit older. She felt very safe to him. She had a very maternal feeling about her. And she had also lost her husband at a younger age. And I think that he just felt really like a kindred soul with her. Very connected. Yeah. Yeah. And no one else had ever brought him in or has brought him in since. So I, I think it's worth noting that just because one medium doesn't bring them in, it doesn't mean that they all, mm-hmm. that they suck or that they're not good at what they do. And, and, and you even like see mediums said, like, go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's just like you said, it's not a matter of ability or lack of ability. It's a matter of relating. It's kind of like, it's a constellation. Like imagine it as a constellation, like you as the sitter or someone who's getting a reading you are one of the stars in this arrangement, in this equation. And the medium or the psychic is sitting at a different location or something like that. And they're another star. And the the other star the or the other stars, if you have a more complex constellation or spirits that you want to connect with, they're also kind of there. And so the, the psychic medium is going to connect with those who are more in alignment to make this connection. But if you turn around to another psychic, perhaps you'll be able to 
reach and access other stars in your wider constellation of connections. And this, this doesn't mean that the psychic you were with before doesn't have the ability to connect with those. It's just that for the purpose of your soul's connection with the people that you want to connect on this specific day, those are the most accessible to you. It's literally like that. It's like a constellation in the telescope looking at a specific side of the sky. That's it. On that day for that consultation, that's what you get access to and make the best of it, please. Because it's meant for you. That is so spot on. Thank you. I don't think you always have such a way of putting things that's just so, <laughs> it sounds so lovely. It's spot on. It's exactly, that's exactly what the experience is though. It's not always going to be the same with every medium. And, and this is something too, that I've noticed there are people. And when you're going through your grief process, my feeling on this is that you should not be booking reading after reading after reading to connect to your loved one. It keeps them with you in a way that is traumatic, not healing. And that's so, yes, it's so important. And I have had clients that I've had to say, look, we can't connect with them. We can, we can have a reading that's more about healing and in you yourself, but not connecting. So I have just a couple of words to say about this because I think it's really important. Um, one, like both as a psychic medium as a, and as a dream interpreter, it's really important for us to, but to just sit with ourselves and our bodies and our emotions, because this is a way to like relieve pressure in your subconscious mind and in your emotional body. Because if you're doing all of these um, consultations on top of consultations, you're burning yourself out. You need to process it. You need to digest what it is that you're going through. And in terms of like actual loss in life, like people moving on or passing on or an intense experience that shows up in a dream or something like that, you need to have like a daily life where you allow this to come up in your mind and allow it to come up in your emotions and you sit or you stand or you act with those emotions coming up and showing up and being there with you and then letting them go as you focus on other things, but just being cognizant and allowing them to be there with you, whether it's sadness, excitement, or even resentment, just know, validate yourself in those feelings. Because when you turn readings into a form of escapism and like reconnection, that is kind of like, I want to pull you back into this life. That shows you that your grieving is still very much in kind of like, in a not healthy place as in, you're trying to fill up a hole that is not a hole. You're trying to make up for an absence that is not an absence because you're forgetting the fact that it's hurting so much because you loved so much or because there was something so intense between the two of you that was worth the grief you're going through. So I know I kind of rambled and ranted on like a couple of different, not tangents, but like aspects of it, but I feel it's really important to mention. So thank you for letting me speak on this. It almost feels like it's, um, it's like feeding a denial. It's enabling denial so that you're unable to continue through the grief process because you're just connecting to them in a different form, which is also why I believe uh, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, my mom's not coming through to me or my dad's not coming through. I'm not getting signs. I'm not getting this. You are getting the signs. Number one, you're just not seeing them. And number two, they're not going to shower you with signs every second of every day, because then how would you continue your life here on earth? You wouldn't be able to, you'd be stuck in the grief and in that stage of grief. 
And then there's also generational trauma, which is that sometimes we are the change makers in our lineage. And when you feel like, wait, they're on the other side, they're supposed to be supporting me somehow. Perhaps this pressure that you feel to achieve something and this kind of disconnect that you sense by not being able to like make this connection to your ancestors or something like that is because they're literally just putting the pressure on you to really embrace who you want to be and what you want to achieve. But they don't have the information. They don't have, just because they're on the other side, they don't have what helps you overcome whatever it is. Perhaps what you need then is a reading where you connect with your spirit guides or where you connect with a specific spirit that can become a guide in your situation, but is not necessarily your past loved and relative. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things. So it's so that's why I feel it's so important for people to come open to their own readings because we never know what might serve them best. That's it. You're absolutely right. And that makes me think of a story actually about when I started doing this professionally, um, a good friend of mine and I, she was actually on an episode of murder and mediumship, the Lizzie Borden episode, my friend Ambrosia Matthews, the first time I met her and uh, had a reading with her. First of all, she practically assaulted me, Ambrosia, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I, this is how I tell the story every time she's heard it this way. It's fine. Um, but she basically started telling me like, this is like, you're reading people and it's rude. You don't have their permission. And I had no idea that I was actually psychically connecting to these people. And she made a lot of pieces of my life make sense. But I had gone into that reading with the intention of talking to my grandma. <laughs> and there was, I basically, if you ever it, go listen to inner bloom podcast, listen to her energy, watch her on Facebook lives or Instagram lives. And you will understand what I mean when I say that when that woman means business, she means business. Yeah. And she sat me down and she was like, this is what we're talking about. And at the very end of the reading, <laughs> she said, do you have any other questions? And I was like flabbergasted to begin with about everything that she told me. I was just completely taken aback. And I remember saying, can I talk to my grandma? And she said, that's not what you're here for today. And it was very clear. And when I tell her that story, she's like, that's how I talk to you. Like she's shocked by it, but yeah, absolutely. And that's the energy I needed. So she's very gentle with other clients for the record. She and I have established a beautiful friendship, a beautiful, strange, wonderful, all the things friendship. But in that moment, what I needed from her as a conduit for the energy as a channel was to deliver the message that I was wasting my time and not, not living in my highest potential. Yeah. It wasn't just to hear from grandma telling me I was doing a good job and that she loves and misses me. Right. So, which again is a lot of the time what the message is. So I, I do, I think that sometimes people come in expecting some really profound realization when all they really need to hear is like, this was grandpa's favorite watch and he's watching you and he's with you. And that's essentially it. So anyway, I did not get to talk to my grandma that day if anyone's waiting for the end of that, but I have spoken to her most days since anyway. I, I'm just like holding kind of like my laughter back because last year, <laughs> one of our first sessions, if not the very first sessions together that like you scheduled a reading with me, she was just coming on full throttle. <laughs> like, okay, you've been waiting for this. And now I'm here. And I've got all of these assignments for you to fulfill. <laughs> like, 
wow. Yeah. In <laughs> hindsight, I shouldn't have really pushed to talk to her because mm-hmm. I had a reading with um, the traveling intuitive Candace Parisi, I think her name is. And mm-hmm. she had said, your grandma's here. And this is when I already had two little boys. <laughs> she said, your grandma's here. And she wants you to know you're going to have another baby. She's holding the baby for you. And I said, there's no way. I was on an IUD. I said, there's no way. And she's like, I'm, I'm also seeing like a white glove and I'm hearing Michael Jackson. Did she, I'm like, Oh damn it. Like my grandma, you would look at her and you would not know that she loved Michael Jackson the way that she loved Michael Jackson. It would completely take you by surprise. And that freaking woman, my grandmother, not Candace Parisi, very nice woman, Candace Parisi, but she, my grandmother said, no, this is your baby. And I said, and I quote, tell her to give it to my sister because she wants more babies and I am done. And it was about six months later. She told me I'd find out in December. And I do not remember the dates of when I found out I was pregnant with my other two children, but it was December 6, 2019. And I took that test and I said, M effer, I'm pregnant. And I first cursed my grandma. Then I cursed at Candace. And then I told my husband and then I cried a lot, but now we have Connor and it's wonderful and great. And also, Yeah, he came back as he's, she had said that she wanted to come back as one of my children. I don't believe she is that child. And even if she is, I don't want to know it because she, (laughs) she is a force. And if she did, she came back as her ex-husband's sign on her ex-husband's birthday at that. I mean, come on spirit. That's rude. I'm going to get my jaw off of the basement. Okay. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. So Spirit's going to come through with what spirit wants you to hear, not with what you want to hear. And they're going to come through with what you need to hear. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not all sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. And that's okay. Which reminds me of an aspect. Like, remember me saying that there might have been a complexity in the relationship? Being a psychic medium and a practitioner who does readings for people, we have to use our own discernment and we have to use our compassion and our tact. So there's sometimes images and sensations and impressions that we get that are actually pretty violent, you know, and and the way we word it to the sitter is very important because we're not here to bring you down. We're not here to humiliate you. We're not here to guilt trip you. Even if you've done something wrong, we're here to serve you and to serve your accomplishment and achievement of peace and release in your life so that your life and the life of those around you is bettered. Um, So it's very important that sometimes we don't say everything we're seeing because we always see more than what we say, but not because we want to keep something or hold something back, but because we want to be tactful in how we convey that information. And we want to convey it in a way that you can make use of it rather than just being overwhelmed by the emotional wave of getting like, wait, this was a huge pushback from an emotional pattern or be mindful of that. We're trying to support you as we give you sometimes a not so complete looking reading. Yeah perfectly aligned with what I do on murder and mediumship and seeing really gruesome and graphic things. I have kind of realigned my vision to be able to see what happened without seeing all of the detail of it. But when I have people book readings, I I need to make a separate button for it. When I have someone book a reading who wants to know more about someone's violent death, it honestly takes a minute for me to get into it. And I'll get a lot of walls up before I'm feeling like, okay, wait a minute. This is either a someone taking their own life because there's always a different feeling around there. And that's something that is always a difficult question to ask someone, was this someone who was responsible for taking their own life 
or were there, was there death a direct result of like poor life choices kind of thing, like drugs? I'll see with that. Um, and I'm sure this is the way that I see. I know that there are mediums who will like see it very quickly and pick that information up. My energy hesitates to dive into that because I don't want to re-traumatize anyone. So yeah, if exactly. you're, that's a big deal. And to be able to see someone in the way that I started seeing it, I had done a reading probably two years ago now. I don't remember what the relation was, but someone had passed away. I think it was just a friend. And she was saying she wanted to connect to her friend on the other side. And her friend is showing me all of these like sweet memories and all of these things. And then all of a sudden, like everything went black and then there was just red everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, did your friend pass in a very violent manner? And what I'm seeing is blood everywhere, everywhere. And also a child who was involved in this and that woman. And I'm in my mind, what my mind's eye is seeing is basically a massacre, right? But what my words are, did your friend pass in a very violent way? They don't need a a recount of the crime scene. Just in the same way as when you're talking about someone passing from cancer, you don't need to talk about their suffering. And I think that there's a lot of mediums who hook on, I need to be able to tell them exactly how this person passed in order for them to know that it's really them. But there are other pieces of their life that you can share that isn't directly how they pass. And I yeah. think that that might it be validates unique. more who they were rather than like, like stigmatizing and labeling them with that. Just yeah. it like, it's kind of like defining someone's life by the way they died. It's, it feels very incomplete and reductive. I agree with you. That's honestly, that's why I try to start the other segment of this show, murder and mediumship with the beginning of the episode is always the death so that we can lead into the mm-hmm. rest of it is it's how is the part that you'll remember like everything about them and who they were and I love how and all of that. storytelling. <laughs> However, it's disorganized, it's organized chaos, right? Um such as life. But all of that to say if something doesn't click for you with one healer, find another. Yeah. Because there is someone who's for you out there and so look at other people's websites, look at what kind of readings they do. Some people aren't going to connect to like violent readings. Some people um, are willing to connect to pets in the afterlife. Others don't stuff like that. There's, there are a lot of um, questions out there in general. My readings are a mix of mediumship and psychic reading, and they always have something to kind of segue you into feeling better and Mm -hmm. making the best out of maybe a bad situation or even just shifting perspective. So it is almost a little bit of coaching with it. And when you do your readings, I mean, what are yours typically like for people? It's very similar, whether it's a dream interpretation um, or the preparation for a custom guided meditation, which is I have either a chat or a voice chat with the person and we go over like key issues that they really want to um, approach when they're they're, like receiving the session because it's a live session, like we're doing a call. Um, it's not going to be recorded, um, so so that it doesn't become like really prohibitive in, in the pricing. Not intense because the guided meditation is supposed to be like very relaxing, but we go deep, and I love being able to provide at least one time experience of that. And and it's always about uplifting. It's always about like releasing unnecessary weights so that you can move forward in life with a better sense of sovereignty and decision making. And that will enable you to actually savor 
your time on earth rather than where you don't. And whether it's, like I said, dream interpretation, custom guided meditation, readings, a drawing or illustration, whatever it is, I want to serve you the best of my ability. What would you tell someone that they should do in preparation for a reading? Just like one thing. I feel like we're going to say the same thing. I don't know that we are, but what I feel like is kind of like when I think of like mature relationships, I feel like this honesty that goes beyond the the fear barrier of um, of pain and discomfort. You know, like there's things that are uncomfortable to talk about and like being open about something that might be triggering or something that might have some darkness to it without being specific about it. That's okay because I know how to filter that whatever information might come to me is the information that is able to be shared within our, you know, remember constellation. And if there's details that I'm not getting, it's because both of the other intervenients, the sitter and the spirit of the story, they already know about them. So I might not need to know about them. You see what I mean? So they're going to give me a sign that confirms something for the sitter, but they're also going to communicate whatever is necessary so that if there's something really heavy that the sitter or the spirit doesn't really want to see exposed to anyone, even a psychic, um, however compassionate we may be, like there's a lot that we can do and that there's a lot of like psychic, mental, emotional boundaries, not barriers, but boundaries that we can establish so that the reading is always respectful. So what I recommend is openness and being honest with what you want from the session or if what you want from the session is just like kind of like a discovery call seeing like, Hey, whatever my spirit guides have to tell me or whoever wants to show up. Um, that's okay too. As long as you're honest about what you're coming um, to the session for. Honesty. I don't know what yours is. Tell me. <laughs> Mine is very simple. I encourage people to take a very deep, slow breath in and very slow exhale before coming into the reading shake your hands out a little bit, just get that pressure off of your chest. Because I think one of the most common things is when I start connecting, I feel that nervousness. And I always say, are you nervous for this? And it's not, it kind of takes that first layer off. So I don't have to start chiseling away to get to it. But I also, if you've ever had a reading with me, you already know that there will be humor sprinkled throughout. So if you don't have a sense of humor, don't book with me (laughs) because (laughs) you're just going to be sitting there thinking, man, this chick is rude or crazy or whatever. And Mm. it's just, it's how I cope. And it's, it's for the most part, I have found that most of the clients drawn to me like to get a good chuckle in, even in a very serious situation. Um, so that was completely impromptu. And honestly, Ricardo and I hopped on here to do an audio check and thought we just started jamming on a topic that had come up for me yesterday. And I really wanted, I said, do you care if we record this? So that's kind of how this came to be. A lot of our conversations are like this anyway, but yeah. uh, he is going to be on the next episode talking about uh, dream interpretation as well. So Thank you all for listening in. Ricardo, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you want to connect with me, I'm just going to plug in. The best way to connect with me currently is through my two Instagram accounts, whichever you want. Uh, One is Rick4Art, Rick number four art, where you can see some of my art and I have commissions um, open and I'm available for private commissions. Um, 
And there's Path of Inner Peace, which is an Instagram account, Path of Inner Peace, everything together, um, where I have my occasional podcast that I recently had you uh, on. And thank you so much for showing and, and being there and just like always being a friend and supportive of me too. Um, and there you can either book with me for reading, meditation, dream interpretation, or just like some safe space. Um, and I know that in the other episode, we're also going to mention this. If you are someone who identifies as a man or even non, non, um, non-binary and you need some safe space to talk about your emotions, to talk about your intuition because you're not finding yourself comfortable navigating the human experience with all of these shocking and conflicting ideas that society constantly puts pressure on us about. Um, I'm here for you. I'm here to uplift you. I am going to be your life quest partner, not a coach. I'm not, not as in like a coach on a pedestal kind of thing, but I'm going to be like a partner that is going to be there and to at least provide some support as you dig through your stuff and find what it is that is best for you to travel with as you move forward. So thank you again, Rick for art or path of inner peace on Instagram and peace be with you always. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will be hearing your lovely soothing voice again very soon. Thank you guys for coming back for another episode of coffee and conjurings.